1: Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code RebagNew. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R E B A G.com. And use promo code RebagNew for 5% off your first purchase.
0: Betches Media Presents. A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge.
1: Testing down. Remove him from office. No justice, no peace.
0: Cast a vote that will make you proud. The
1: Betches Up Podcast. Will you shut up? And man? Listen? Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales.
2: I'm Brian Russell
1: Smith. I'm Caitlin Bird. And the Betches Up Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your four funniest friends. Which is yeah. us. Which is us. All the craziest shit. There's primarily one crazy thing. So, yeah. before we get into it, just want to note immediately that we're recording at noon Eastern time. So, that's what we know. We'll get into what we know, <laughs> but things could change. And that's our vibe. We're going to keep the episode pretty big picture so that you can listen throughout the day and get some value out of it. Um, but we'll try to have some fun. So, how are we doing? You know, I once I got
3: over feeling sad that it wasn't a blowout because there was that period, there was like that hour where it's like, if things start looking really good, this could have been the best night ever. Now I'm just like, we're ahead, mm-hmm. Biden's on track to win. I, if, mm-hmm. uh, there were a lot of predictions it would come down to this and now we're seeing it. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I'm yeah. trying not to feel bad because I'm like, actually nothing like it's not the worst nothing thing that happened. Yeah, well, I mean, something well, terrible it's... happened
1: again, but yes.
2: Yeah. It's the I feel same terrible. Thing yeah. that happened. I feel the same way. I mean, I think the, I, I think we all kind of thought we wouldn't know by now. Uh, people had said that a lot if I didn't know who was who and I was looking at both sides of and I had to choose which team which side I wanted to be on I would choose the democratic side right now I would think so that makes so I feel I feel okay you know like I feel I feel okay like we know we have the house we don't know anything about the senate and we don't know anything about the election that's one whole branch of government so I'm taking that as as good news
4: okay yeah um Wow, complicated feelings. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of was a per like I was a very doomy person on the way up cynical as I ever am. And I was like, it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be super close. But uh, you know, I, I straight up, I, I kind of lied to myself a little bit. I had a glimmer <laughs> of, of hope in my chest, like maybe we can just knock this out early and I can be called wrong. It would be You know, there's a time where where after you've been really cynical for four years, you're like, you know what? Maybe, maybe everyone's going to prove me wrong. You're hoping that it's going to be like, man, I really hope I kind of my take kind of got punched in the face. And it's like, no, damn it. 3 a.m. We're still doing this. This is not fun. Yeah. (laughs) But it is uh, extremely heartening to see that there's uh, a flip in Arizona, that was a massive change, you know, like a lot of it was just for me looking at, uh, at glimmers of hope, you know, once it was recognized that we were not the, the piece I hold in myself, like maybe we'll have a big knockout win and take Florida or flip Texas. We were like, let's look at Texas. And I was like, why do we do this to ourselves every cycle?
1: I every <laughs> time. every <laughs> time. I'm Here's so blending.
0: naive
3: every time. I want to suggest, I think Florida is a red state and we just we just stop playing yeah. this game with them where they're like maybe we won. I know.
2: <laughs> maybe, yeah.
4: maybe we're not going to. Everybody yeah. pay attention to us over Florida, here. <laughs> Florida is definitely the the crazy person at the end of the bar who seems like they're really fun and like maybe could get it work out tonight or
1: whatever, but then they like key your car. Yeah.
2: Like, mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Elise made exactly. almost the exact analogy in the newsletter sent out <laughs> moments ago <laughs> that Florida is like your drunk cousin or aunt and then well, Arizona yes. is your cool friend that you
3: Arizona is your cool cousin who like maybe is a little sketchy, but like brings weed to Thanksgiving and is like, okay, let's do this. And you're like, you know, this is going to be our relationship. And that's a great place for us for it to be. Florida's your cousin who like gets too drunk at dinner, makes grandma cry. It's like you're not <laughs> fun at all.
1: I hate seeing you once a year. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's start off from so t- Trump won most of the states he took in 2016. That's what we're talking about. That includes Florida, Texas, Ohio, and Iowa. While Arizona appears to have flipped for Joe Biden, the AP has called that, and uh, outlets are being a little conservative about that one, probably because like Fox News called it early, <laughs> and uh, Trump, the Trump campaign lost their shit. That one uh, has not been called by a lot, but the AP has called it. It looks solid for Joe Biden, but of course we. Democrats were getting really excited for Florida and Texas. I had been wondering throughout, like, are we really excited about this because of the potential, or are we being blinded by? Well, it would just mean we know them fast. Is it we're spending all this money here just like you were saying, Elise, because it's a red state? Um, Elise, you on Twitter were talking about what you think what happened in Florida specifically with regard to the Latino vote. I think, or specifically Cuban Americans.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that the Democratic Party just has a lot of work to do with that group. Um, I think the socialism argument, while I don't think that it was that powerful in much of the rest of the country, for that group in that place, it's a very powerful message. There's also, um, I mean, Latinas, Tend not to vote for Trump by a large margin, but like Latinos, Latino men like they there's um, I think there's a machismo element to it that attracts them to Trump a mm-hmm. little bit culturally. There's a lot of racism within the Latino community that is not when politicians tend to think of them as this monolithic group. They. Uh, they really, really fail to see the different backgrounds that these different groups are coming from, and the different factions within the the groups. Whether it be, I mean, it, the first of all, to say the Latino vote is to include also Afro Latinos who vote very differently than white Latinos. We have an Afro Latina here today.
4: <laughs> Technic- technically, my my last name comes from. Uh, American slavery, and my mom's family is all Panamanian. So yeah, so I had lots of Spanish growing up and lots of the machismo and and um, that that kind of stuff. But of course, my family's all like darkest pitch. So it was a (laughs) a different, different dynamic. Um, But, you know, uh, one of the things that I, I wrote about last night is I heard about it. First of all, not great outreach from the democratic party. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, no, the, the social understanding that Cuban Americans have a very different cultural history that they are bringing to the United States. Mm -hmm. And there's a different relationship with government than other Latin American or Latino countries and, and, and immigrant experiences. And that there's not automatically going to be like oh he's threatening you because cubans do not exist in that same space immigration wise not at all it's a wet (laughs) foot dry foot policy you get onto land you are american straight up from an immigration perspective they you will be safe relatively because of castro safe here
3: yes Um, it's just an extremely extremely different group and you know Obviously, I was working a lot with a group called Cubanos con Biden. I know a lot of different people who are working on the ground in Florida to kind of combat some of the different things that we have going on here. I know what's always baffling for me as a Cuban is that this fear of socialism, which like Joe Biden, not even a socialist, trumps (laughs) all of the actual um, similarities between the way that like Donald Trump and Fidel Castro or Hugo Chavez, like conducted themselves. So it's very, it's a very interesting group. There are a lot of people that are working on trying to bridge the gap and make changes and stuff like that. But I think that Trump was able to do really, really pointed outreach with his Venezuela policy, with his Cuba policy to get a bunch of votes in that area and that's something that democrats need to think about it's not just combating the mindset but it's also you know explaining
4: the way their policy would work better yeah Mm -hmm. and i also think there has to be a consideration that um it it is a giant diverse group which means that outreach is going to have to be targeted it's not going to be Oh, we said some things in Spanish. Although I will point out that Biden's campaign really dropped the ball on Latinos, and this was a thing that had been said multiple times, frequently throughout mm-hmm. the summer, into the into the convention, where there was not enough Latino representation. Which we there was a big thing that a lot of people talked about. Was like, where is? I know you might not personally like him, but where is Julian Castro? Where yeah. is somebody? And they lost. A huge chunk from Rio, the Rio Grande border region, which were Latino majority spaces. So this is not just Cubans in Florida. This was uh, Mexican Americans and and Latin Americans in Texas. And it was like, where did you? How do you lose Rio Grande at like something like double digits below where Hillary Clinton was? That's a strategic failure. That's not a it's not just a, oh, well, you know, we have different perspectives. That is a you did not do the, the talking you need to do. So uh, yeah. there's some some questions for the Biden campaign going forward as to how to build solidarity for the Democratic Party within more diverse groups. But we could also talk about white people. <laughs>
5: I, I feel like we're going <laughs> OK, yeah, yeah. let's get on let's that. Just, but, yeah. like,
3: <laughs> what are they up to? <laughs>
0: Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles and right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FEVERDREAM20. Just go to com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FEVERDREAM20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's com. Newly with two U's with code FEVERDREAM20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes.
1: So let's check in and where we are for the blue wall. Where where we are is where we always... I think people listening to this podcast have a general sense, but we are waiting. It has come down to most likely Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, potentially throwing Georgia, North Carolina, Nevada into the mix. Um, As of our recording, I haven't seen any outlets formally call Wisconsin, but it appears the votes are done being counted, and Biden has about a 20,000-vote lead at 12.15 Eastern time. Which, on everything, yeah, just huge, tapping huge. random um, things in my. So house. the path, as you said, you know, before we, I think we should talk about this postmortem. But to be clear, where Biden appears to be on a good path, we know Trump last night declared victory, got a tweet <laughs> taken down. It was a mess. Not going to play a clip because it's yeah. too disturbing. Um, so that's where we're at today. White people, I am seeing things that, I am seeing exit polls, which I know we don't love, but it is looking like white women were even more enthusiastic about Trump this year, potentially. Um, I'm not seeing any clues that, that they were less. Do I have to say we? I guess I have to say we. Um, <laughs> every, all of the white, it's it's very narrow. The people that we hope to convince over four years in a lot of these groups did not turn as overwhelmingly as, I think a lot of us thought or hoped or I spent the night just like realizing I've said this a lot on the podcast, but I'll say it again, that like something else has broken in me now that still was (laughs) that I still thought like held out hope for it. Like I really don't like to generalize about people or places, but I realized it just really came into focus that all of the things that have repulsed us so much about Trump for the past four years that to us like compound that repulsion and make us think like, oh my God, how could somebody ever, he, f- for other people, they, he finds these windows where that just endears him to them. And yeah. suddenly just the past four years, I-, I saw that all, how that all happened in ways I-, I hadn't before. But Brian, what were you thinking as you saw these states that we were hopeful about come in?
2: Well, you know, I, I think you look at where the Biden campaign was spending its energy in the past week or two. It was Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. They were not really focusing heavily on Florida. And I think, you know, we look at 2018. We did not perform well in Florida either, even despite having a blue wave other places. So it's, it's like, a red state. It's a, it's red, a red state. state. And we need to just <laughs> stop.
3: We need to stop. Playing this game with them. Done
2: with Florida. (laughs) No matter what, it's like
4: in your car.
2: (laughs) It's like, exactly. It's exactly. It's also, you know, it's the first thing that everyone saw immediately because the polls closed early. They had started counting the votes early. It set this mood where, you know, had Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania had similar systems set up as Florida did and were able to count votes prior to election day like Florida did, we would be feeling very differently right now. Um, And I just think that that is something we need to acknowledge. And the reason that things are being held up is because of the Republican state legislatures in those, in those states. Yes, indeed. So uh, I'm just like, I'm kind of just looking at it. Like, you know, I'm thinking I'm, I want the votes to be counted before I have a panic. I'm not, I haven't like, I, I started to panic right when 7 p.m hit yesterday and then i started to like look at the map and the fact that we flipped arizona makes me feel really good and trump hasn't flipped anything he hasn't flipped anything so like and and you know now we look to the senate we may have 2 runoffs in georgia and we are seeing how well joe biden has performed compared to previous elections in georgia and if they haven't even called it yet they're still waiting for votes in the atlanta area he could pick up a, a lot of votes So I think, you know, it's just about where are we focusing on? Like, what does this mean for the next two years, the next four years? is like, do we even, do we just go back to, do we start just focusing on Georgia instead of all this effort into Florida? You know what I mean? It's like...
1: I, mean, I, I so think like, that's yeah, that's interesting. Florida I think is a red
3: swamp. <laughs> it's full of gators. They got people releasing snakes out there. The snakes mate with each other, create super snakes. That's what's going on in it's, fucking Florida.
2: It is a red. <laughs> it is not even a red wave there. It's a red swamp. That is a, a red
1: swamp full of super snakes. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Stacey <laughs> Abrams has been saying for years that Georgia is a purple state, and. I think, George, yeah, I'm excited to see where that lands tonight. It was interesting, Brian, when you said that, yeah, I wonder had last night gone differently and had these three um, blue wall states that look good for, look promising for Biden right now, had those come in and then we got all of these other things, would it have been like, oh, LOL, we we were never going to get Florida anyway? Or is it just because I watched cable news that last night when that was happening on CNN, they were all like, this is going to be a serious postmortem. This is a disaster. How did lay that this happen? It's like, is it just, is our perception completely fucked up and scrambled by the way the information is being given? Everybody's nodding.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think of, I think of- Yes and no. Yes and no. So we're on different points. What are you going to say, Caitlin?
4: Uh, The reason why we have this this massive gap right in expectations which is what's kind of fueling the the information issue it's like yeah yeah they messed with us our they screwed with our heads by saying like oh we're not going to count until last second and these really important states that we know you need to win and and messing with all of us that (laughs) way so we know that that's not real we know it's an illusion but we can't stop internalizing it but the other problem came from we kind of hope that the country wasn't this excited yes. about fascism. <laughs> like, it, it's a... Actually, Let's talk
1: big about big that.
4: <laughs> it is a very big problem. The people are like, this killing a thousand so... people a day. I like that. That's some good shit. Let's do it. Yes. Like, like, yes. This is very bad. This is in another sense. Like, no, don't panic. And I think we shouldn't, because like, come on, we, we got this win. This is a win in the making, really. Mm-hmm. And they're just fucking with us. But on the other yes. hand should not be close so a little alarming that like again fascist takeover of the united states is in progress and we can't like take the senate back (laughs) i mean coney barrett and it didn't cost them anything and that is a problem in a different sense yes taking the election bueno we got this governing maybe not i don't know how that's gonna go but i mean it it really shows For
3: anyone who was under the illusion like Joe Biden wins and then we're good. Oh, no, the fix up crew that needs to be done of the last I mean, the last four years of Trump's rule, but the last couple of decades of what Republicans have done to our system and what the system was built to do that it shouldn't be doing that we need to fix from the fucking jump. It's a yeah. massive undertaking that I we have. I say the time, Joe us.
1: Biden is a tourniquet. Like he yes. will <laughs> stop things from getting so, so much worse to a place where I would not want to live here.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I here's the other thing is, you know, Joe Biden was also fighting and the Democrats are fighting against voter suppression and people trying to turn out the vote, say, trying to disenfranchise the idea of voting, a whole party trying to do that. And he's still able to potentially win. You know what I mean? So we're not, he's not even fighting a candidate in his ideals alone. He's also fighting against them trying to steal the election. So, it, yeah. it, it, and so it's like, i, I the, the, it, that's a big thing to come up against. Um, and so we're trying to just get, fix both of those problems <laughs> Because, you know, if maybe yeah. if voting wasn't so fucking hard in places like Georgia and Texas, we would be having a different result, you know, yeah. and I mean, I am, you know, with an immigrant, my partner's an immigrant, and just like trying to explain everything that was going on last night, he's like, wait, you have to register to vote? Why do you have to do all these things to vote? what do you mean if they get 45% of the vote, they don't get 45% of the electoral votes? And I'm like, I know, none of it makes sense. (laughs) Really bad. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what to tell you.
3: (laughs) It's actually an insane math problem that we
2: created. But I
3: also- no no
1: reason. I also feel like Donald Trump got a lot of votes. He got a lot Mm -hmm. more votes than I thought that he would. Um, Caitlin, you said that you let yourself think that maybe Florida and Texas But did you were you even surprised by I mean, it's looking like even Donald Trump was able to turn out more voters for himself than potentially 2016. I don't know if this is true. We're seeing overall high turnout. It's
4: true. He's already
1: at more than he had in
4: 2016. What the fuck? He already has more raw vote totals because there's more votes this time. Yeah. And I think like one of the things that we kind of all tricked ourselves into believing was that because there was all this extra turnout that it had to be for Democrats. We did. I did. And I that did. was a very strong narrative. It was a narrative that like, I don't know if it was just like us in, in the liberal space believed it, but like, you know, the whole like, oh, if didn't vote was a, was a person or like a candidate they would have won the election last time. And it's like, oh, well, that means that Democrats and like Republicans spend all their time trying to suppress votes. So we're here being like, okay, turnout is up. That means democratic vote is up. And it was not true. I think there were some really good signs, even though we've given up on Florida, which is correct and right. (coughs) I think Texas actually, we've gotten closer in Texas. We keep getting just inching closer. It feels like, that uh that really scary like Halloween gift that it was on where like you turned off the light and there was a person in the hallway. Yes. And then you were like, let's, let's Democrats to Republicans <laughs> yeah, yeah. in Texas. <laughs> that is uh uh-huh. they're waiting for like the next time when they're like, wait, there's no one in yeah. the hallway. Oh my god. Yeah, you know, when they're <laughs> right in your fucking face. Their phone screens. That's that's us. <laughs> to them. It's gonna happen eventually, and yes. they know it's going to happen, which is why there's so much suppression. Um, but it, we, we rely too much on the, this cycle being the cycle where we break through, you know, where, oh, now voters understand, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe four years of fascism was a thing that really rotted some people's brains. Maybe we're all trapped inside due to a pandemic and people's, uh, perceptions of the world have gotten so warped that they can't keep track of stuff. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but, you know, Donald Trump, like, massively overperformed in a way that makes me be like, oh, man. I did not want to get weapons training but maybe I you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at how we did in the Senate last night and then I want to pull back out and talk about like Democrats having a problem with turnout versus messaging. So Republican incumbents Lindsey Graham, John Cornyn, and Joni Ernst, they've kept their seats. In Alabama, Doug Jones was defeated by Tommy Tuberville. Boo. Boo. We're still waiting on results out of Maine and North Carolina. Um, Those polls are definitely looking – I mean, the Republicans are leading. I don't – I keep writing leading and saying leading even though I don't like doing that because, like, the votes aren't counted. The lead doesn't exist yet. But things are getting to the point where we're getting a clearer view. Um, I mean – everybody mitch mcconnell thought democrats were going to flip the senate right now there's a pretty narrow path we knew georgia's would probably go to a runoff um Um, what happened
3: i really i actually have a theory about this one it's not over the senate's not over no the senate's not over and we should say that um martha mcsally lost to mark kelly yes thank you um and cory gardner lost to john hickenlooper so we have flipped two yes Mm -hmm. Um I think that Republican cultural identity, like the identity of being a Republican, is really important to a lot of people. And I think that the way that some Republicans who were turned off by Trump, maybe these suburban Republicans, whatever, justified their voting Democrat this one time, it was like, okay, but I'm gonna keep my Republican senator. Like, I think mm-hmm. I think that we did see some voters. I, I have a feeling that mm-hmm. this might happen in the Senate because we did see some voters in a lot of Trump counties flip over to Biden. Like he just got a handful of votes in those places. But I feel like those people voted to keep
4: their Republican senator.
1: I can say that. Yeah.
4: yeah. There was never any systemic argument against the republican party as an extension of trump like to the degree that there was it kept being like this person votes with trump but the real thing i guess from my perspective would have been like they do not care about rules and nothing like it's nothing is going like whatever rule trump wants to break whatever thing he wants to do to your children whatever like go through the list of awful things he does and be like this republican wants it to happen to you right yeah. now like today like yeah. in this moment they will do it right now and you should be like oh wow i guess they want me to die like it had to be like the republican party and donald trump are the same person there's yeah. no difference and and joe biden decided not to make that argument broadly speaking but it, i think that it might have cost the senate i was actually really surprised mm-hmm. at how few mentions the senate got in the debates I was really stunned. Now that, that you mentioned that, I can't recall any on that. You're not going to be able to govern all the stuff that yeah. you're talking about. Is not real without a Senate to back you? So I really feel like
3: Democrats just relied on the fact that if we turn out enough people for Joe Biden, those are just votes for the Senate as well. And that's not necessarily true when you're flipping voters and you're flipping people who I mean, I know, like, just my fiance went back home to wisconsin and was talking to family from different people in my family like people who are in their heart believe themselves to be republicans did decide not to vote for donald trump this time because they are sick of the chaos but they don't necessarily connect their democratic or their republican senator to that chaos and we needed to make the argument that like Flip the your Republican senator is an enabler of the chaos Mm -hmm. and this this feeling of wanting to get back to normalcy that you cast your vote for Biden for it does not the job isn't actually done if this Republican Senate stays in and continues to behave the way that they've behaved.
4: Yeah. And there was definitely an energy that like, hey, we're gonna, I mean, I can work with Republicans. Like, dude, that time has been done. And it was a very bad element. Like, yes, bring Republicans who defect on board to the degree that you can and have them talk about like, why they defected. And it can't just be Trump. It has to be that they no longer identify with the party and why they do not. Because that that create, mm-hmm. separates people from that identity. If the, you think of yourself as a good person and then a Republican who's a former Republican is like, I don't think Republicans are good people anymore. Like I was one and now I don't. And I can't feel comfortable voting for Republicans like anywhere because they support Donald Trump. That's a different argument than, oh, I can work across the aisle. That's- they, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It.
1: What is your- like, what is your motivation to vote out your Republican senator if Joe Biden is saying, I will work with Republican senators, and you're in South Carolina, and you want Trump out, but you're fine. But Biden says he'll work with Lindsey Graham, and you're a Republican, and fine. Like, I was surprised how little focus was given to the Senate, even winning it for its own sake. I've been thinking the whole time, like, God forbid we lose the presidency, but get the Senate. You can impeach him and get him out a different way if we have to. Yeah. I I it's shocking to reflect now and see how little urgency was given to like, what would happen if we didn't flip the Senate? It was just like, wouldn't it be such a fun thing if we could do that? If we all believed that people deserved basic rights.
3: Yeah. (laughs) It felt like it was. And I think I'm guilty of this too, thinking it was a given as long as we get the presidency, like that anyone who's voting for Joe Biden for president is going to vote Dem down the ticket. And that is not how it works in these swing state places. It's really yeah. not.
1: Also, what we haven't said yet is that the polls were whack. I'm done with polls. Yes,
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Car well,
1: and is feather, it? Nate Silver, as
2: Brian as Brian says, <laughs> polls are math, <laughs> and math is not real. It's made up. We made humans up. made up math. It's not <laughs> real. It doesn't exist. But it's, like, it's literally their jobs are just, like, they sit, like, they are, like, weird wizards in the woods over a cauldron, like, trying to read the, the fumes. Absolutely. Like, it, why is this a job? Who, who, and every time we're, like, yay, thanks, great. I know. Also, like, I who was answers the phone? Day. Why are polls done over the phone? No one's going to answer a phone. Like, polls are stupid. Like, I never answer my phone. I'm never, I'm never doing this again. I'm never listening to another poll. I'm so pissed off how much time I spent looking at fucking, you know, 538. Yes,
3: even even <laughs> I know. while I'm telling myself, oh, I'm not going to believe the polls. I'm not going to look at them. I shouldn't mm-hmm. look at them. I'm still doing it. It's a horrible, it's, it's a horrible disease. No, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm always like, like, yeah.
1: Totally. I'm always like at a party and people like, but the polls last time. And I'm like, well, I'm more informed than you, and I know how they fixed the polls, and the polls know they're right this time. You don't know what you're talking about. And I was totally wrong. I, totally wrong. <laughs> uh,
4: I, I think it really comes down to I mean, polls. That was really yeah. rough. Um, I mean 2016 polls, but I the thing that changed me is I look at the behavior of the campaign. More than I look at the the top line polling numbers that come out of public polls, um, and that was something that that was that was my PTSD from 2016 right there, which was internal polling is just a different entity, and um, and that that is that's what drives the campaign strategies, and if you're seeing certain things come out of campaigns. Whether they abandon, drop ad money, whatever it is, like that's telling you that they see something in their numbers, the internal numbers that they run. I mean, they sent Kamala Harris down to uh, Texas where that horrible thing happened, where they were like attacked. And to the degree, and they got closer on Texas again, like this has been very hard for Democrats once it flipped red, and we've been kind of like fighting our way uphill. It's closer. It was closer than ever before. Mm-hmm. But it's that, that you can see like they thought they wanted to expand the map. And, and we ended up with a lot of places getting dropped because they're it's not that they didn't have the resources. It's clear that they just found from their internal polling that it wasn't going to convince people. So they, they, they tried. Arizona was a great pickup. Georgia could be an amazing pickup that would mm-hmm. it really minimize how much damage it would be to lose something like Pennsylvania, which is definitely still in play. And we should mm-hmm. assume that, like, the votes are there. But Pennsylvania Republicans have been up to fuckery before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're going to be up to fuckery after the yes. election. It's not yes. too narrow of a margin. If it's 50,000 votes or less, you should not bank on Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm saying that
1: with all the love in my heart. But like yeah. yeah and we're at a place right now today where we we potentially would be okay without that right yes. if he can take Michigan yes. and Wisconsin yeah
2: and Nevada no, yeah.
1: he has to and take he has, has to, take to
4: take both all of those of those states and either North Carolina or Georgia if he does not get Pennsylvania the I've right. been running around with my whiteboard all morning trying to get the math settled and he comes in just yes. short of 270 without the 20. Votes, So there's a reason the Keystone State has been such a
1: a fight. Yes. And um, that's why gets... Donald Trump has spent the past week saying we're going to That's why he, keep, he keeps saying no more voting, no more voting Sir, These people sent their votes in before
3: yeah, yesterday. The voting is done. You're right. There is yeah. no more voting. They're just <laughs> counting the votes.
2: <laughs> yeah. At this point, if Biden gets. But if Biden keeps Nevada and he wins Wisconsin and Michigan, he's at 270. And that's all. That's what you need. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's good. That's without Pennsylvania. So it's right at 270 without Pennsylvania. So,
1: yeah, (sighs) we'll talk about this a lot in the coming days. But I want to ask Caitlin this today because you were tweeting a little bit about it. What assuming the math that we're thinking holds, what does this tell us about Hillary Clinton as a candidate versus Joe Biden as a candidate? Does it tell us what we thought it would or does it tell us something different? what we thought being she lost partly because she was a woman.
4: Well, I think the answer is it was definitely sexism because we ran this thing again and Trump kept a big chunk of the states that he'd already won. Like there was a sense of like, oh man, the Democrats ran this awful candidate. It was just, she was so uniquely, insanely awful and it was just her. And if you just do this all again and you don't have a Hillary everything will be fine but also make sure that the not hillary is a white man as long as you do that everything yeah. will work out fine and there was a very strong 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 feeling to this to so the degree that many candidates we had more candidates most super diverse field everything else it came down to two white dudes the moment voting started basically and even to the degree that it did it was like white dudes were still at the top of everything by the time we got to south carolina and it was, it was kind of like, why did this diverse party narrow down to that? And it's because we were told, oh, man, if you run anything other than a white dude, look at what happened to Hillary. And then we run it. We run Joe Biden, who is the most boring white dude who mm-hmm. could ever have been. He was constructed out of boring. He, he's <laughs> yeah. Hey, I will bring back that great feeling you had with Obama, who won many of these states with really clear margins. Uh-huh. So what happened? And then it was like, no. It's not, it's not Hillary. That was my big, big takeaway from the night. Everyone was like, oh man, I can't believe it. It's like Joe Biden had a much easier path. He did not have people. I remember when Hillary got pneumonia and people were like, oh my God, it's a secret yeah. health conspiracy. She's been re- replaced by a doppelganger. And I was like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> from major news outlets that were just like, oh my God. And I yeah. was like, okay, you blot into conspiracy theories that were being peddled by the right wing. Clinton cash the FBI investigation. a yes. Comey letter. He didn't have a Comey letter. He's still lost the states that she lost. To the degree that he flipped, that was a uh, uh, he was up against much fewer headwinds. And also, there's a pandemic raging, which is killing again almost a quarter million Americans. More people have died in this pandemic from the negligence of this president than have died in our conflicts, armed conflicts, in the last fifty years. That is insane, and yet Joe Biden could not convert it. To me, that meant like two things. One, fascism is really, really strong, and two, it's not the candidate. It never came down to Hillary being broken or or whatever. We can now start to be more dynamic in how mm-hmm. we rethink what Democrats have to say about government.
1: That's our yeah. path forward
4: from my yeah. perspective as a very hurt Hillary
1: voter. So- I guess we should close with what are our sort of closing thoughts for the rest of the day and then for the rest of the, I mean, forever, (laughs) what are, what are you, what would we each recommend to, to Democrats as they do their postmortem?
3: My closing advice for our listeners as for what to do today is to take breaks from the news, important information will get to you pretty much immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. If you are not checking Twitter, someone will text you they called Wisconsin for Biden or whatever. Like you don't need to it's just a waiting game now, so let yourself take breaks. And and then um I don't know. I mean, all I'm thinking about for myself is it just it just goes to show that there's a lot more work to be done.
1: Brian, what are you going to be doing the rest of the day?
2: Well, I mean, I basically did not accomplish a single task yesterday, <laughs> so I am making up all of the work I did, didn't wasn't able to do yesterday because I just couldn't bring myself to do it, which I think is a good thing. I think it's distracting. I've already yes, been distracting agreed. myself this morning. Um, I am also looking at like the future of like what the democrats need to do. I think that you know. They raise a lot of money in Georgia and Texas, and you know they've built, they've they've begun to build the infrastructure to move, like move the needle in different places. And I think that's a very positive sign. And we'll still have Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi
1: mm-hmm.
2: with her gavel trying yeah. to like beat Trump down if it comes to it, but I don't think it will. No, me neither. Okay,
1: no, sounds good. All right, you guys, we will be back for you tomorrow. And until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales.
2: I'm Brian Russell Smith.
1: I'm Caitlin Bird. And this is the Betches Sub Podcast. Betches.